the search for identity, that which uh, suits best to this uh, real self that you're discovering. If you know yourself well enough, then you discover what you are best suited for, and then that is what makes you happiest, too. Self-actualization uh, means the making real of the inner self, and that means what you love, what you're interested in, what excites you, what fascinates you, and that is the cause outside yourself, which paradoxically then becomes a defining characteristic of the self. Welcome to the Maslow Peak Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Griffin, presented by Spring State Media Group. And today, my guest is Kat Birch, dance studio director with Creation Station Mission Viejo. Creation Station has locations in Mission Viejo, Huntington Beach, Torrance, West Hills, Culver City, and Northridge. They do ages from two and a half to... We actually go 16 months to 16 16 years old, yeah. 16 months to 16 years old. That's easy to remember. Exactly. Uh, They can be found on creationstationdance.com or the Facebook page for this location where Miss Cat is at Mm -hmm. is Creation Station Mission Viejo. Uh, My daughter Allie goes here. She's been here since she was about two and a half uh, doing ballet and tap, and she really enjoys it. So the theme of the conversation today is going to be following your dreams, having a goal from being a little kid, chasing that. I'm excited. I think this is going to be great. Thanks Me for, too. Thanks for having of for course, coming on. Of course, of course. Thanks All right. For so as a dance studio director, tell us about kind of a basic day for you. A uh, basic day. It really depends on, on the day sometimes. Some days I'm just at the desk and chatting with parents and uh, you know playing with the little brothers and sisters out right. here. Um, other days it's kind of 50-50. I'm out here and then I get to teach in the afternoons, which is really nice. So I get to keep that creative side as well as being you know boss lady behind the desk mm-hmm. as well. Um, usually here just all day, you know. <laughs> I get to watch them, you know, play and watch the creativity of all the kids and it's really nice to watch from the 16-month-olds mm-hmm. to, you know, the 6 to 10-year-olds in class, you know, watch them grow. I mean, I almost cried this morning because I was watching the two-year-olds and they've like started <laughs> with me when they were like 16 months right. and they're out there, you know, Morgan was counting out stuff and they just knew right from when she was calling out different moves and it's it's just great to sit back and watch these kids just find their passion for oh. dance. Now, how long have you been at this location? This location itself, we're going to be, it's our fourth birthday in January. So the company itself has been around for about 25 years. Oh, wow. This location is going to be four years. I've been director. It'll be two years in December that I've had the director position. Okay. Yeah. And how did you originally get into this? Creation Station? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was working at a retail job. And I just moved back from San Diego, and I was missing that creative side. I was substitute teaching, and I was teaching kids, but I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled. Okay. And Common theme for this podcast. Exactly. So. That's, you know, yeah. what it spoke to me. <laughs> and I did what every, you know, millennial person does to find a job. I went on Craigslist. Of course. And I just searched dance teacher jobs and this was one of the first ones to pop up I sent my resume in and within an hour (laughs) I had a response back all right and I actually it was really funny I started off as just a teacher for about a month teaching maybe like a couple classes over in Huntington Beach Mm -hmm. and one day it was like hey do you want to be the director of 
the Mission Viejo location. You want to be went, the boss lady? Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> uh, you barely know me, but awesome. I guess you've seen enough, you know, of what I can do. And the rest is history, as there you they go. say. And it was a love at first it, email. It's a match made in happy. You know what? Actually, it's so funny. Allie does the princess uh-huh. ballet and tap class. And that's what kind of drew me in when looking on the website was the princess ballet and tap. Because <laughs> I'm not only like, a you know, I've trained in ballet and mm-hmm. jazz and tap, but theater was one of like my main things and having to a ballet class that can help tell a story as well with it really you kind of drew me in and then it's been love affair ever since excellent excellent (laughs) okay so theater background so let's go Mm -hmm. let's go back a little way so i know being a dancer is a common goal uh Mm -hmm. for little girls my my wife was a dancer i don't know if you know that but has a dance degree from long beach state yeah Uh, every little girl grows up wants to be a dancer Mm -hmm. so talk about your journey from little girl with a dream college to that ending to where you're at now. now yeah um if you ask my mom it's from the first time I could actually pull myself to stand up. I was watching ice skaters on TV and I pulled myself up and I did an arabesque sticking my leg up behind me. And she was like, we have to get this kid in dance when we can. Thank God she didn't put me in ice skating because I don't think that would have ended very well. Um, but yeah, I started, I actually, there was a local, I grew up in Whittier. Okay. Um, so there was a local dance studio that would bring a teacher out to different preschools and I was, wasn't was quite old enough. I think they were supposed to start at like three and I was two. And my mom was like, hey, can she join this? And they were like, of course. And that's where it first started with just like a once a week at preschool class. And then I started going um, to a studio in Whittier, a couple different studios in Whittier. And I grew up doing ballet, jazz, tap, lyrical, everything under the sun. I did okay. the dance competitions and everything like that. Um, high school, I really started getting into the musical theater side. I was okay. on the dance team. I did song as well and been really versatile background. And then when it came to applying for colleges, I it was like a no-brainer. I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. Okay. It's always been a no-brainer, actually. It's funny. I tell this story to some of the parents. When I was little, the grown-ups, was, you know, teachers would ask, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think I kind of scared them because I would look them straight in the eye and I'd go, dancer, teacher, or dance teacher. And they would go, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and so it just, dance has never been, it's never been a question that it would be a part of my life okay. in some way, shape, or form. And so when I applied to college and I applied as a dance major, you know, theater major, you know, whatever I could in that vein. And I went to the San Diego State audition and fell in love with campus. And mm-hmm. that was that. And I, uh, I graduated with my Bachelor of Fine Arts and Dance mm-hmm. in 2010 and then moved back here a couple of years later after teaching down there for a while. And yeah, and then found my way to Creation Station. So going into college, during college, right after, what was the ultimate goal with that? Was it Broadway? Was it musical theater? Was it ballet? Um, I actually, I was lucky enough my freshman year in college through friends, I started working at a studio in the area. And the goal was to become a full-time teacher. I found my love for teaching young children and and seeing how they grow as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And that was the ultimate goal was to become a teacher. I wanted to perform on the side Mm -hmm. if I could, but I really found a love for teaching and wanted to foster that love and that the passion that I had, you know, when I was a little kid, you know, and and bring that to the next generation and share what I've learned as I've, as I've grown. So I guess the the ultimate goal was to teach Mm -hmm. 
as I as I went through college. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you mentioned climbing up on the TV, watching the ice skating. <laughs> Sounds like you were pretty young when that happened. I yeah. I don't think as according to my mom, I wasn't even walking yet. I literally like pulled myself up on like holding on the coffee table and stuck my leg out, and it was like, okay, she can do that, but she can't walk yet. And <laughs> <laughs> the tippy toes, I guess, came shortly thereafter. I'm I'm guessing. So. so this is something that's been part of your life for a long time. Was yes. there a singular moment you remember where it was like, this is what I have to do. This is my goal. This is what I want my life to be. Um, that's so tough. I, I guess when I was like, I think I was eight years old and I went to my first dance competition convention and sitting, it was cool because it was all day competitions. You got to watch everyone from the young kids to the older kids. And I remember I you could not get me out of the competition room. I sat there mm -hmm. all day and was transfixed by just all of the dancing and all the different dancers. And I just, it was, it's just always been a love, like just watching the performers and, and being in class. And I think that was probably the first time where I was like, I want to do this. Hmm. I think that's, yeah. I think like eight years old, I kind of had that moment. All I had right. it again in high school when I was watching Center Stage, and I'm like, this needs to be a part of my life, <laughs> as every dancer does. <laughs> so growing up, being in high school, you have this mm -hmm. dream. Mm -hmm. You know, what was it like telling people this goal? I mean, I know that's something that a lot of people say, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that said it's so competitive, it's so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, when I applied to college, senior year, and I was telling people that I was going to be a dance major, and <laughs> they would do that blank stare, and they go, and what are you going to do with that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Not, I don't know yet, but I'm going to do something with it, you know. Um, but that was the best, just the blank stares. Because you hear people go, I'm a business major. I'm a, you know, hospitality and tourism management And they major. don't know what they're going to do with that either. It's oh, the same no. thing. Oh, no. I'll no one knows. No one knows. But and then I say dance major, and they look at you like you have three heads. And you're like, why, why is that a thing? Like, I didn't <laughs> know you could be a dance major. Right. Yep, I am. <laughs> All right. So now when you tell people you're a dance studio director, or you're a dance teacher, what's their most common reaction? Um, they always ask me if that was what I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to, to share those anecdotes of, you know, being that little kid in the playground and being like, I'm going to be a dance teacher mm -hmm. when I grow up. Um, so a lot of them, it's just like, oh, how great. You know, I hope my daughter finds that passion and, you know, hopefully she'll love it. And they, I feel like they almost look at me like the future. Like, I wonder if she'll be like that when she's, you know, her <laughs> age and what she'll do with this. And if yeah. this is like, you know, a thing. Because I don't think they realize that sometimes those passions can start at such a young age. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, any preconceived misconceptions about dancers or dance teachers that you'd like to dispel once and for all? Oh. Um... I, ooh, that's a toughie. It, it's, it really, I, I feel like I'm almost proving a truth with this a little bit and kind of dispelling it all at the same time. It's tough to be a dancer. You have to put in the time a lot. I'm, I'm very lucky and I'm mm -hmm. very fortunate and I know it's a very rare position to be in where I get to have a full-time job mm -hmm. doing what I love. And it's, it's really tough. I have a lot of friends that teach in multiple locations and they're driving around more than anything else. And I guess there is a possibility of finding a full-time way, but it's 
very right. I don't think I'm dispelling or anything, hmm. any mispre- misconceptions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just proving that it's really yeah. tough. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Uh, but I definitely feel very lucky to be in the position that I'm in. All right. Um, speaking of preconceived notions, I have seen this show, Dance Moms, a oh, couple yeah. times. Oh, and yeah. um, I would not say the parents I've interacted with here have been similar to this Abby oh, so-and-so person. No, not at all. She seems like a terrible monster. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> she reminds me of a few teachers I had when I was growing up. But okay. I'm like, I never want to be like that ever. Of course, of yeah. course. Um, so not all teachers are like that. Is oh, that no, there you go. That's a good thing. Thank you for that. No, not all teachers are like that. There are sweet, sweet teachers out there. No one's yelling and screaming. None of, <laughs> none of us here are like that. No, I, I can attest to that. I've, I've not seen anything like that. No, not the worst at all. I've seen is uh, some listening timeouts and they deserved it. So. Uh, yeah, 30 second listening breaks yeah, is what we I've, call them. Yeah, yeah my, uh, my daughter's deserved a couple of those. <laughs> But they, they normally shake it off and they get go back in. They're pretty good to go. All right. So what's it like trying to come up with 10, 12 routines for this recital coming up for all different age ranges? Um, you you got a, a grab bag or a toolbox of, of moves, and, and it really depends on, on the progress of the class that you're mm-hmm. in. Um, you could be teaching, you know, a couple different three and four year old princess classes, but sometimes they don't want to listen. Exactly. <laughs> they, every class has a different personality and you know, there's an overall structure and overall plan of what you can do, but you really never know what you're going to get, you know, until you're in there with the kids and, and the personalities you have. And it's, we, we try and keep it, you know, pretty similar moves throughout, at least with like the different age levels or mm-hmm. the same, you know. If it's a three, four princess on one day and, you know, a three, four princess on another day, they're pretty much doing the same, you know, practicing the same movements. Um, but we try and switch it up a little bit. It makes it really tough for us, though. Like, I'm going through, I can't remember if the dance starts, the hands on the hips mm-hmm. or hands on the knees. And I can't, I sometimes I have to check my notes, even though we're at the recital next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week, you jumped right in with Miss Morton. and uh, I was I, Oh, yeah. Corner of my eye watching her. There's some dances, if I've done it enough with one of the other teachers, I know it. To some degree, I still, there's times where I, I'm like, wait, what? Can and I was surprised, not that you wouldn't know it. I just thought, you know, she, there's no way she knows all of these dances, but you jumped right in and just took, <laughs> did it right well, that's in. That's a right catchy perfect. one too. I love that's that song. one. It's a good song. Early Miley. Early exactly. Miley, early you know, Miley had some jams for I, sure. As I've been, you know, joking the parents, the old holiday classic, Ice Cream Freeze by Ice Hannah Cream Montana. <laughs> so you, you've got some really young girls in here mm-hmm. uh, and, and boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I know the last few years in the economic environment, there has been a lot of money for arts in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about how important it is to get these kids plugged into something at an early age, open up those creative creative doors in their mind? Yeah, I mean, the creative side, as well as just building their confidence and their social skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, across the board, and I, I definitely, I mean, personally, I've never had a problem public speaking, and I think that's because I started so young mm-hmm. performing and in being around other people mm-hmm. um, and very social at a young age. And that's why I'm, I'm just confident, you know, being on stage or talking to people. And, and I see it with the kids, the ones that start off, you know, really, and I don't like the word shy, but, mm-hmm. you know, more observant than others. And it's great to watch them as, you know, the weeks go by, their confidence grows, mm-hmm. not only in 
in the moves that they're doing, but just in their interactions with the other kids in class. Like, you know, I always make the jokes to parents. I'm like, oh, where did, you know, quiet Isabella go? Like now she's like this whole new person because they've, they've, their comfortability and their confidence in what they're doing. And they're just, I know I say it a lot, but their love for, for being here. And I, I'm very fortunate to have, you know, a great staff that's very warm and welcoming and has the same passion and, mm-hmm. and, and, and is very nurturing with them. And I think it's just a great outlet overall. I'm just rambling now. No, no, this is um, all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I, you know, it's not just in, you know, the coordination and the motor skills and all of that, but just in the social aspect and just getting them out of the house and, and finding yep. you have rather than, you know, plugging them in front of an iPad oh, or yeah. an iPod or whatever oh, yeah. for, you know, 20 minutes, like get them out and, and use that artistic side of, of their brain, which is really cool to, to see. Yeah. And dance has kind of had a moment the last, you know, mm-hmm. six, seven, ten years. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like it was never around really just musicals and stuff, but now you've got, yeah. so you think you can dance. You've yeah. got that dancing with the stars, which oh, yeah. they're no. not all stars anymore. Now <laughs> no. it's just someone, it's, someone that might've been in the background <laughs> on a commercial. Someone but, who's somewhat current at the time. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you've got the live musicals that have been on mm-hmm. TV all over the place. Yeah. Um, what's it been like to kind of see that as you've, as you've gotten older and as you've kind of come into a career in it, what's it been like to kind of see that and how's that impacted the studio environment it's more relatable i think i think people kind of have somewhat i mean it's not so exotic yeah it's it's not as um unattainable Mm -hmm. um i I honestly think the the kids season of so you think you can dance Mm -hmm. was the best thing they ever did i'm sure they did it just to revamp ratings and that but a lot of our students were were watching that and i think they were very impressed to see kids you know, similar in their age mm-hmm. that were doing, you know, they're doing these amazing turns and kicks and jumps and they're like, I can, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool for them to see that, that there's a, there's a future that can happen with mm-hmm. this. It's not just a hobby. And yes, we have more, we're not a competition studio. So we have the, what they would call the recreational mm-hmm. dancer where they come, you know, maybe once or twice a week. But it's cool to see that, you know, they can see a future, whether it's performing or I have kids tell me that they want to be a dance teacher when mm-hmm. they grow up. And so with that being so present out there, they see that there's more to just coming to your dance class once a week. Yeah. And um, I feel like that was kind of how my mom, you know, would have me watch like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers mm-hmm. and, you know, Shirley. I watched a lot of Shirley Temple movies when I was little and. And seeing someone so young, it's like, okay, you could eventually do something like that. And I think that's kind of what the kids are experiencing now, seeing all these, you know, dance things out there. That is a great conversation tool yeah. with parents, too, like for them to bond over that. It's not just Broadway or yeah. Juilliard yeah. or going on tour with Lady Gaga. Oh, there's, yeah. there's more things that yeah. you can do. I mean, even when I was applying to school, it was like Juilliard, like all oh, that just seemed so like, you know, unattainable and it's just so prestigious and it's... It, it's not anymore. It's, there's a lot of, I think the kids are saying there's a lot of different outlets for what you can do with dance. Right. Right. What do you think has been your biggest triumph so far as a dancer or studio director in your career as an artist? Um, let's, ah, that's very interesting question. Um, and that to be personal, that to be seen these kids, you know, love it and take to it, you know, both. Uh, that's that's definitely a big 
a big thing is seeing them. Uh, I love when they go like, Miss Cat, I got this. That's like my favorite. <laughs> Teaching wise, that's my favorite moment. It's, it's like, okay, I guess I don't have to hold your hand anymore. Um, recently, since I've taken over, just in seeing how the studio has flourished in just mm -hmm. the past couple years, I'd say recently that'd be like the most recent like triumph and success and pride. I almost like start crying when I think about it, but I can't think about it. No um, one can see you. It's, it's, it's audio. So Yeah, I know, right? Um, you'll just hear my voice. Um, that's authenticity everybody <laughs> exactly um, but yeah I, I would just say just in the past couple years seeing the uh, the studio grow and flourish and in the the bonds that I see between the teachers and the kids mm -hmm. now like the the studio has become more of a family oh yeah and it's it's great to have you know those moments like checking in with parents and you know hearing the funny anecdotes from you know trick-or-treating mm -hmm. or you know hearing about a mom who's convinced her child that she has the force and like it just it's <laughs> like just I think as a studio director that's the, I would say that's my biggest triumph and I I've done some performing like you know in the past and I I and I've you know that's it's a great success there I mean I did the Rose Parade when I was younger and like different things like that and you were in a Mary Kate and I Ashley video I was in video. a Mary Kate and Ashley video just one uh, just one. Which one? Uh, school dance party. School dance party. Oh, yeah. There's, right. there's a pretty great shot of me. It is on YouTube. It's on YouTube, everybody. <laughs> school dance party. Mary Kate and Ashley. There's a pretty good shot of me. Sixth grade uh, cat. Uh, I think I still had braces, too. And it just, it, the camera shot to me. And I'm like this big gasp of like, oh, big bright eyed. And yeah, it's really good. You Did know. you say any words to them? I did. Okay. I did. Um, I being the like, you know, professionally, even though I was like 12 years old, we were in the middle of like some take and I was standing there and we were supposed to be slow dancing. And I remember feeling so awkward because I was in sixth grade and my guy I was supposed to be dancing with was in seventh grade. Uh -oh. right? This was all weird uh -oh. for me. And I remember looking over it. And by the way, I was a very big Mary Kate and Ashley fan okay. when I was younger. I watched like every full episode of Full House. Um, and I were looking over and they were looking at me and I was like, what, what's going on? They were like, oh, you guys are such a cute couple. And I remember looking at them and going, no. Mortified. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> and then later they told me to move over in one scene. And I, I think I told them no again, because the choreographer had told me where to stand. And I was like, no, she told me to stand here. I'm going to stand. <laughs> it's her movie. Her name's, I, on, exactly. her name's on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they no, have an I'm, empire. I know. Right. But I'm the person that said no to them. I'm like, no, she told me to stand here. Um, I'd say those, like, those are my biggest triumphs as like a performer. Um, and I, I still can't believe every once in a while, I'll still Google, I'll still search it on YouTube just to see if it's still there, if it's out there. Oh yeah. There you are. And there it is. There's, there's slow dancing with Bobby Stevens. Or oh yeah. Whatever. Exactly. There was a great swing dance section too. It's I, yeah. Nailed it. Oh, of course I Crushed did. It. Of course I did. Crushed I it. had that down. Crushed it. Exactly. All right. We're all about authenticity. So any yes. disappointments, anything that didn't work out the way you thought it would? Oh, I, you know, auditions, of course. I, you know, there's uh, when I was in San Diego and the, the professional dance world out there, it's kind of all who, you know. Right. And, you know, you go and you're like, all right, I guess I wasn't right for this. Or, you know, I guess I'm not, you know, connected well enough. And that's mm -hmm. it's disappointing and, and frustrating. And I think that's in some way, that's part of the reason why I got a little bit more into teaching rather than performing, because I could, you know, assist the next generation. But. Um, 
you know, you're always second guessing yourself, you know, in situations like that. And it's, it's tough, but you got to just kind of keep your head up and yeah. What inspired you to hang in there and keep going? Um, just knowing that there's, if it's not this one, maybe it's another thing. Maybe this wasn't your thing. You know, everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and you know, maybe it's just not the right fit. So try again or keep trying, you know, right, right. Yeah. Going forward, how do you define success for yourself? As a studio director, I would say just um, growing the studio overall. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, you know, I set a goal for myself, you know, auditioning for different things this year. And, okay. Um, you know, so getting different roles, hopefully, you know, finding the time and finding the balance. That's mm-hmm. definitely, oh, something. Yeah. that's something I've, I've definitely been working on because I am a self-diagnosed workaholic. Okay. And, you know, when I have a job like this, I just want to spend all my time here. Right. Um, but, you know, finding the balance of not only, you know, getting that the, the educational side and teaching side, but, you know, not forgetting my love for performing as as well. And that's something I've kind of been working on throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may not have an answer for this because it sounds like this is what you've been, your goal was forever and you actually ended up doing that. But let's see, Trent. what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't teaching dance, if you weren't a studio director? If I wasn't a studio director, um, I did ha- do a stint between working in a studio in San Diego and moving up here. I was like an admin assistant for a while and that was okay. kind of, I'm really, a regular job. I'm really good at clerical stuff. I actually really love alphabetizing. That's a really <laughs> odd thing. And I, and I love, um, like going like back to school shopping was always my favorite thing when I was a kid. So I think I would be doing something clerical, although I'd like to think that I'd have some fancy job like event planner okay. or, or like party planner. Still in the creative realm exactly. and design. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Honestly, it'd probably be something else really boring. I probably, I almost was at the, I was trying to get my teaching degree at one point okay. too. So either some sort of office job or uh, just like an elementary school teacher. Like I wanted to do, I think it was like first grade. I think I finally determined first or second grade would have been a good grade to teach. So yeah. I like to think maybe I would be doing that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you could go back to the beginning of your journey, anything you'd tell yourself? Words of wisdom. I know. I know. Things that they can watch out for or. Yeah. I think um, keep stretching. Okay. <laughs> Literally stretching so they don't, Literally get, stretching. don't get too tight. Keep stretching. I should have um, done that. I know. <laughs> there is uh, when I got in high school I like stopped I was going it was almost like a part-time job actually it really was like a part-time job except I wasn't getting paid hmm. um, and then I got in high school and I wanted to get more involved with school and so I stopped going you know to weekly classes as much and I think that's like the biggest thing I, I could have done gone back and kind of push myself go back and keep taking class keep mm-hmm. keep going and I um, keep keep stretching keep stretching and whatever like the door you keep on swimming just keep swimming mm-hmm. just keep stretching yeah. any words of advice for all those little girls and boys that are in the backseat of their parents car while they're listening to this um if you're creative and outgoing please keep that side i see the kids all the time that come in with these like amazing imaginations and it, and that's that's that was me when i was a kid i was the outgoing child and i think just Whatever you are passionate, they don't know passionate, but, um, you know, whatever you 
uh, want to do, just keep doing it. That sounds really no, that's, lame. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Whatever it is you want to do, just keep doing <laughs> just it. Just keep doing no, it. That's, uh, Except if your mom or dad tells you, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to make them too upset. Listen to your parents. Yeah, that's especially when song. they're telling you to listen in dance class <laughs> exactly. and not turn around and look in the mirror and look how pretty your tutu is. Exactly. And that's what my daughter does. Just, just nonstop just turning around. From one side to look the how, other. Look but how cute I am. She has some great posses in there too. Yeah, the little homies. All right, this has been really great. This is Chad Birch, Dance Studio Director from Creation Station Mission Viejo. You can find their website, creationstationdance.com. Can they sign up on the website? They can. Um, you can do. You can set up a free trial class, okay. and then there's. we launched just earlier this year a way to sign up online as well. Okay. So, And they can always call us, too, if they have any issues with it. All right. This is the Maslow Pete Podcast presented by Spring State Media Group. Um, you can check us out on the web, themaslopete.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, although if you're hearing this, you probably already did that. If you can rate or review us, that helps a lot. And we'll be back next week with an interview with Evan Ranallo. He was in a metal band touring, decided that wasn't the life for him, and now he's kind of started over doing audio engineering and production. So going to be a good interview kind of from the other side of the peak that people think they want to go to. So you guys won't want to miss that. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Maslow Peak, and you'll be hearing from us soon. Thanks a lot.